0: culture i am your host adam and this is the show where jesse talks about a lot of stuff while i go back to bed hello jesse how are you
1: <laughs> i'm good it's it's not even that early kind I've, of i didn't <laughs> get home kidding. until 1 last night i know i'm, I'm fucking <laughs> i saw that i saw that in the group chat i was like whoa he's still yeah. awake and we gotta do this at nine
0: <laughs> yeah no i i i had to close at work last night unwittingly uh and so, mm-hmm. I ended up leaving at like one, and then I got home and I can't just fall right asleep. So it was just like getting home at one means falling asleep at like
1: 2:45. Mm-hmm. No, I got you. I got you.
0: How are you doing, Jesse?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited about this. We've been, I think we've been hitting a stride. Completely. Absolutely. Uh, so this week we're going to do the flip side of what we did last week. Uh, because we're busy and we don't
0: always have the time to think of really uh, super unique ideas. Uh, I, think, and honestly, I think this works though. No, yeah, don't get me two-parter. wrong. I think this is a wonderful idea. And I think it's a nice little uh, fun, you know, little breath of fresh air, like a, little, a nice little super positive uh, uh, other side of the coin to last week's episode, which I don't feel was overly negative, but you know. So we're going to look at the same directors we did last week in the same order, uh, and we're going to just talk about our favorite movies by them. Uh, so, I guess we should start off with Coen Brothers. Jesse, what's your favorite? Oh, it was Kubrick. I'm sorry. I I, I had it in the last... Anyway, uh, I had to restore the Google Doc, and it was the original order. So, Kubrick, Jesse, what's your favorite Stanley Kubrick movie? Um,
1: hands down, it's Clockwork Orange. I can see that. Like, um, it... like, Like, my journey with Kubrick is super weird but I think a lot of people's is. It just eh, depends yeah. on who wants to who wants to admit it or not. But mine's crazy, except for um, the only movie by Kubrick I saw that I immediately just, I don't know, loved every single thing about it. Um, the second closest is Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. But this one um, is definitely in Clockwork Orange. Uh, interesting enough, I, I would say 2001 takes all the sci-fi ideas I like and does stuff with them that I'm, that, I don't know, I just, I'm not into the execution, I'm not into the presentation, it's too slow for me. And then this one, Clockwork Orange takes all the uh, sci-fi ideas that I wasn't initially big on to start with when I saw the film. And made me, like, really love how out there and crazy they go with the concepts. Um, it made me really love dystopian and realize just how different dystopian films can be in in just so many different ways because usually there's some kind of like oppressive overlord thing but here it's just like in the trenches kind of it's just like the insane grunt level of how crazy and fucked up i guess our culture can get and be a dystopian without like having to have a nuclear war or something yeah which is fucking brilliant
0: i'm super into that like this i like, like the <laughs> the look at our future that isn't like yeah that isn't no, like some no cataclysmic
1: event had to happen it's yeah. just humans getting worse <laughs> yeah
0: it's just this like slightly honestly um it's not full-on dystopian but that new show maniac on netflix is like that a lot where it's like it's this look at our world and our possible future yeah. just like a little tweaked mm-hmm. to make things just a little like uncomfortably different yeah but like in a way where you could you can see you could see the world in which all that stuff happens it's i'm super into that i like
1: that a lot yeah and also no matter what anyone says because dude said himself the Heath Ledger's Joker wouldn't exist without Malcolm McDowell's oh, character. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And that's that's an amazing impact, I think, and it, and you can see it, and it's fantastic. I would, cause I can't remember his name all of a sudden, but Malcolm McDowell's character, I think, is probably one of the best. Like, it's weird because he's not a villain, but he's definitely not a hero. It's it's one of those very rare, hard middle ground characters. Like, I think hey. people compare. Like yeah, he's evil. And, I was and about to say he but, is, he but, but is it's into, still his story. Yeah, like, like he's, he's the protagonist, but he's yeah, yeah. like
0: awful. He yeah, yeah, into he's a, compared
1: uh, to um, De Niro in Taxi. Yeah, um, Taxi Driver. Sorry, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me let me add the driver before uh, but yeah, people it's for like, no you know, reason freak out. He
0: is the protagonist, but he is very into a bit of the old ultraviolence. So I, he's yes, definitely right. like he, like you can be the protagonist and a villain. I know, but that's super rare. It is, um, oh no, especially I, I, to I'm, this level. Absolutely, I'm super into it. If somebody can pull that off, like I yeah. think that's a super hard thing to pull that off. I feel like we haven't had
1: something like that in this decade. I'm really, sure I feel I... like we should have something of this level. And oh, we
0: just have it. yeah, it's uh, Breaking Bad. Like
1: every I meant movie specifically, okay, but I was yeah, about to say, I every,
0: every every like. Every one of my mindset
1: was hundred percent into movies, but yeah, Breaking Bad, everyone, of course,
0: every one of the five dozen anti-hero TV shows we've got in the wake of The Sopranos, like Breaking Bad, Dexter, Ozark on Netflix, like yeah, I've heard of, like um, God, yeah, like all that stuff, you know, fucking that's I get, the I, that, I get it, it I moved guess over to tv co- yeah, yeah i
1: guess our society can't handle it in two hours we have to flesh it out over a well series i think it's because really
0: it's it's easier to tell that it. it's easier to tell that story over a long time yeah, yeah that's uh, what i meant like it's yeah. easier
1: to digest
0: well i don't even know if it's easier to digest but it's easier to come over to the side of that because like in two hours it's hard to get somebody to latch onto a character that is purely despicable and and have them like Connect with him in a way that you need the protagonist. Uh, but in a TV show, you have a very long time to like get them to introduce the character, to show what makes the character tick, to make the character sympathetic, to get people attached to it. Even if it is, or or you do like Breaking Bad, where the character starts as this good guy doing you know doing his best and ends as a fucking supervillain. Yeah. Uh. So. So what cheers for, for me, there was like all of these were actually pretty easy. Like these were all like, I didn't go look anything up. I didn't like, it was all just gut feeling. Like mm-hmm. what's the first thing that comes to mind. And for Kubrick, like you talked about satire. I fucking love Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's up there. Oh I, my I God. Love. It's such a, it's a, like it's, <laughs> it's one of the funniest movies ever made. Yeah. And it makes me wish so bad. Kubrick would have done more comedy because like, This dude just drops in, makes like one comedy, and it's the best comedy ever. It just leaves.
1: It's so um, so good. Did you hear about, it was on HBO for a little while, called The Brink? um, Yes, that was the show with Tim Robbins and Jack Black. Yeah, I feel like Kubrick would have loved doing something like that if he was I would still have, around. I would have loved
0: Kubrick to have done something like that, because it might have yeah. like been a little bit better. Because like that yeah, show had it, a great like, it premise. It made me feel but... like
1: this thing, this thing desperately wants to be like Dr. Yes. Strangelove without trying yes. to. <laughs>
0: which, which you've seen a billion times. Like There was a show, or there was a... God, I don't remember the name of it. There was a show in Britain that was like a mockumentary. That that was like in the vein of Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, there's a they made a movie out of it that's that had Doctor Who in it. Uh, <laughs> Pe- which one? Peter, Peter Capaldi. Ah,
1: cool. Okay. Uh, it's it was really good. It's like oh, a. Oh I could you totally see Peter Capaldi as like if they remade Strange Love. Yeah. Could totally do that. That'd be it's, great. It
0: was fucking hilarious because Peter Capaldi like it was hitting hitting records for curse words and sentences it That's okay beautiful it's the movie was called in the loop and the show was called uh, in the thick of it and oh, Peter Capaldi in the thick of it. yeah I'm yeah sorry. the Peter Capaldi star starred in the thick of it and he also was in the loop I highly I think I know in the loop at one point was on like Hulu or Netflix it's real if you enjoy like a Dr. Strangelove style satire you'd really like that show but yeah like Dr. Strangelove is it like Peter Sellers is one of the funniest people to ever live It's Mm -hmm. some of the best satire I've ever seen. And like it is this biting, incredibly intellectual satire wrapped in this hilarious, pretty broad comedy that like it's 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 one of the, the rare comedies that works on an intellectual level, but also literally anybody could sit down and watch it and laugh. And it you shows know, how good Kubrick is.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, you can say this about any Kubrick film just about when he hits his stride. And I think it's really started with this one for sure. Um, That he was just, uh, the comedy itself is ahead of its time a little bit. I think Absolutely. The, the closest thing you could compare it to is like, you know, Monty Python, which was still a, year, a couple years away. Because wasn't yeah. this like well, 64 or something? Something like
0: that. I mean, I'm mean i trying to find his filmography. Um Sixty
1: four, yep. I got it on the dot, yay yeah, me. But yeah,
0: like it's it's that but I don't think it's as I don't think it's as broad as
1: Monty Python. Like it's or it's broad in a different way. Right. Oh no, absolutely. I yeah, mean just like, like the beats. I think the yeah. beats are very much that same that kind of stuff. Also
0: one of the greatest moments in movies is when uh he gets up out of the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, when that's... he in- and he and 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 he he gets up out of the wheelchair and just goes, mein Fuhrer, I can walk." He wasn't like that wasn't scripted. That. Yeah. He wasn't scripted. Like it wasn't scripted. He wasn't supposed to stand up. And so he just improvised the line, and it's one of the funniest lines in history. So they just it, kept
1: it. Yeah, no, that 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 scene is mentioned in virtually yep. every single list about some funny scenes, improv scenes, whatever. You talk about film, eventually you have to get to that yep. scene. Gentlemen,
0: there's no fighting in the war room.
1: <laughs> like that
0: it's, <laughs> it's that kills me every
2: it's fucking
0: time. So good. Swim <laughs> Swim Pickens riding the bomb on the way down. Like uh, it's, it's, it's like I oh God, I gotta rewatch Doctor Strange Love now. That movie is so good.
1: And you know what? I have to admit, it's really hard because like all the parts people talk about are the parts that like are all the same stuff. So, yeah. you know, my complaint about 2001 is basically the same <laughs> as, as this. So where am I really? Uh, but, the is, but the difference is,
0: but the difference is uh, strange Love is just more purely entertaining than 2001. It and is. like, you it's can't very... like that matters a lot. Uh, it, uh, I think it does. Yeah, absolutely. So, right. uh, Coen brothers, my favorite Coen brothers movie and again, like, there's so many you can choose. So this, many. This is the games. hard.
1: This was the hardest one for me.
0: Honestly, this was the
1: easiest one for me. Just because yep. gut feeling. Yeah.
0: It's it's so brother art thou. Dude, like,
1: I'm a I'm gonna come like a thousand miles to hug you. Because <laughs> is that's that mine, you too. <laughs> like, um, it's, oh, oof. it's so
0: good. I OK. I've got a I got a friend of mine on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Lucas Brown at LokiFied on Twitter. Ah, uh, great dude! And he and I one day spent like four hours gushing about O Brother, Art Thou, and how much oh, we love shit. O Brother, Art Thou. And he, we could too. And he was just like, and he was just like, Adam we should start an O Brother, Art Thou podcast. And I was just like, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> like, it's such a like because, it, like, and also like part of it is, so O Brother, Art Thou was one of the few movies because we're Jesse and I are both from from Mississippi. Uh, yeah. He was, raised, like, in, he was raised in South Mississippi. I was raised in North Mississippi. But, like, Oh Brother Art Thou, it's one of the few movies that was filmed in Mississippi. Most movies don't film here because, like, you know, if you're going to film in Mississippi, you're going to go to Georgia or Louisiana because you get better tax breaks. Yeah. Uh, but they filmed in Mississippi. And so it was kind of a big deal when it came out. Like, I remember watching that movie when I was a kid because my parents, like, rented it because it was a big deal around here. So I have memories from because that what came out in 2000 2001
1: yeah 2001 i think
0: yeah and i remember watching that when i was like 11 years old and just loving it like not fully understanding like the story and everything but like you could it's it's it's, kind of it's a it's a similar to dr strange love in that like it's just purely entertaining it's funny even if you don't know why it's funny the performances are amazing the music is incredible it's Um, shot beautifully it was the first movie to ever do digital color correcting which is now just like standard across the board because the whole movie like the 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 mississippi um they they muddied it up right yeah because they they came down they came down they came down and filmed it like in the summer when everything was lush and green and they were like we need this to be brown and dusty and so they it was like the first movie ever to do like digital like computer uh color correction to change all that, which changed the film industry because that's just standard now. But yeah, like um, they broke that ground. Like the performances are amazing. It's a very like I love how it is a loose adaptation of the Odyssey in the loosest way possible because Joel and Ethan uh, Cole would have never read the Odyssey. Yes,
1: and they just no, like, I Yeah. I wrote a paper on that exact concept in my Southern film class at Old Miss. Yeah. Um that's another way I think I, that this had to have been my favorite movie because I watched that movie about ten times Kay. in researching this paper and it's I still love so it and could watch it now. It's yeah, so it's
0: entertaining. Just, it flows
1: wonderfully. Yes. It, is an, it is an act in three parts, you know, kind of thing. It's well, got that feeling. Um, well, I think part of the reason why it flows so well is because
0: it is an act in three parts, but it's also a series of small vignettes. It is like, very much. Because like, so. you have the you have the overarching act of them uh breaking out and George Clooney trying to find his wife to get her back, uh and all that, and the journey, but then you have the John Goodman part, you have the Tommy Johnson part, you Fucking have the sirens, you John have
1: is so great in that. One it's... of the best John Goodmans, just cause he's like so a good. villain and he's like kind of at his like largest. And these t- scary and yeah, terrifying. Yeah, like, the way they I don't shoot know if him. Yeah, I was going to say the way they shoot him like, he has to be bigger than he well, really it's is because uh, if you go back
0: and watch, mostly they shoot him from the bottom, like they yes. shoot him like looking up, which is yep. how you make somebody look this
1: big Massive and imposing.
0: And like, it's either, <laughs> I don't like, get it. <laughs> like shot from the bottom up, or just like hard tight close-ups. Because when you first see him, is in the restaurant, he's just got this tight close-up on him that yep. just makes him just fill the frame. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so, so good. Fucking good. That's where I um, fell in love with Tim Blake Nelson, who still doesn't get used as, as much as he should. Cuz Tim Blake Nelson's amazing. Yeah. Them um, Sirens done loved him up and turned him into a <laughs> horny toad. Horny we thought. We thought a you toe. we thought you was turned into a do, do not, not see the, tri- the tri- like it's, quote so, it's so many fo- qu- damn. It's, damn. We're in, we're, in it's, we're in a tight spot. We're in a tight spot. I don't, I don't want, fuck, goddammit, I'm a dapper damn
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> this place is a goddamn geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. You can't talk that way to my fiance. Well, you can't marry my wife. That's, that always got me. I was and stay I'm out very, of the Woolworths. They're, 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 stay out of Walmart. That's what my dad would always say. Yeah. Stay out of Walmart. I'm, uh, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm um, the. Yeah, I actually saw this in theaters. Wow. Because. um you were what? Because were what, it two? had bluegrass music in it. And that's yeah. the only thing my father listens to. And yeah. so he was like, yeah, I was like seven.
0: Um, oh, wow. So
1: he. Yeah. So we went because it was in Mississippi. Yeah. It had bluegrass. It was like my dad's ultimate movie. Like it was oh, made it's for so him. So
0: good. Freaking. Um, I,
1: I'm
0: the goddamn Paterfarmagas.
1: <laughs> it's so, so so you good. ain't their daddy. Like, their daddy got hit by a train stop telling them that like it's so good and i could got hit by no train like there was like like the,
0: like, the coen brothers like could have been really hard for me because i could have gone no country for old men which i adore and it's like the movie that made me like fall in love with like great movies yeah, uh, like like, no like I watched
1: Romans, it. I get you know their movie where they yeah. like defied expectations and concepts and
0: and like, who, I, who I, I they are, that, what
1: the genre is, like that movie. Yeah, like I watched that cinema, when I was. I think
0: I watched that when I was seventeen, like right when it came out on like home me- media before it won the Oscar, and yeah. it was like at that perfect age where like I sat down and watched it and just like couldn't look away, and I was just like, oh. Oh, this is what movies. It's like it was like when you when you're like 14 and you get that album that like makes you actually like realize what great music is. Yes. and like and it was like that for me, and it was just like oh my god. So that movie like will always be special to me. Mm-hmm. And I could have done I could have done Lebowski because Lebowski is is yeah, amazing. Lebowski or at Fargo, Fargo? Yeah, like. like
1: uh, but at the end of the day like for I fucking like, love a oh, brother Arthur. yeah like oh brother Thou wins by like 0.2 percent yeah. like that's like,
0: it's for a me, close
1: fucking race for, me, for me it it
0: simultaneously wins by 0.2 percent and by like 60 percent right because like it's so like it all these movies are so good and i enjoy them so much but oh brother Thou just like means so much to me and i it's the most endlessly like entertaining and rewatchable and also yes,
1: it is so also rewatchable.
0: Man of Constant fucking slaps. That, that song is, song so, is good. so good. Uh, one of um, my favorite things when they filmed that. Yeah, like when they filmed the 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 recording scene. Like they were planning on George singing. Right, and he can't. <laughs> and he went in there and he couldn't sing, but Bitten, they didn't know that because he never tried singing before, and they just assumed he could
1: because he's George Clooney. Of course, he could sing. Some of us have to sign with X's because only three or four of us can write. Right. Uh, <laughs> so also, one of my favorite things they un-
0: they they understand like the they they did the research because it was Tommy Johnson that they picked up at the crossroads after he sold a soul to the devil to play the guitar. Right. Most people associate that with Robert Johnson. That's Robert Johnson wrote the song Crossroad Blues after hearing the story of Tommy Johnson. So <laughs> most people think it was Robert Johnson that sold a soul, but it was Tommy Johnson, and. And as such, like, they got that right in this movie, which I think is, like, so, like, it would have been so easy just to go with Robert Johnson. But they went with Tommy Johnson, and I think that's fucking great because right. it shows they did their research. Oh, my God. It's. God
1: yeah. I have um, to rewatch it, Brother Arthur, now. Yeah, there, uh, anyway. I just, just. I have to share this because it's so stupid. There's a really, really bad, like, alternative rock, new metal cover of uh, Man of Sorrow. Like, it's very bad. It's very bad. I don't. I don't know if they did, but there's, like, this sweeping guitar, like, in it, and it messes up the whole flow, and it's like, what I are you guys doing? And then they kind of reverb the dude's voice. It's ridiculous. I hate that. But yeah, it's very bad, but if you like experiencing bad bad songs just to know that this exists, you should check it out. God. If I'm... If I'm not wrong, I think the band is Charm City Devils, and it of course, was, it uh, is. 2012. Yeah, like this is their only hit remotely, and it wasn't even that big. So, <laughs>
0: God. Uh, I just have one more question for you, Jesse. Yes, is you is or is you ain't my constituency, Jesse? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesse, uh, what is your favorite James Cameron movie?
1: Uh, Terminator 2.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It was uh, I. Like yeah. I thought for a minute, yeah. and I was like, "No, no," because this is the only movie where I am entertained the entire way through and enjoy. Like I like I like Titanic a lot. Um, True lie, True Lies, I haven't seen in a long time. I know like what it is, and that's fine. But Terminator Two brings brings something else. Terminator really Two
0: is so
1: good. It is like it's... one of the biggest.
0: Like it's. One of the biggest misses, it's one of the like the marketing for Terminator 2 is so weird, yeah. Because in the marketing, they give away the twist, they do that, that
1: in every single Terminator
0: film that that right because they did it in Terminator, uh, uh, they did it
1: in Salvation and Genesis. Salvation
0: and Genesis, uh, but yeah, like he because the first like what 15 20 minutes of that movie. You don't know that, and yeah, you, think you think Arnold is coming chasing. to kill it. Yeah. yeah, like, it's incredible. And then that twist is like, oh my god. And they just, it's just in every trailer for that movie. It's so fucking weird. It's like, how does that happen? Smart. <laughs> but yeah. whatever. Like, oh my yeah. god. Robert Patrick in that movie is so good. Like, you know how he runs with, like, his arms close at his side and, like, his hands flat and, like, pumping them that, yeah. yeah. that is exactly how Andy runs. And he, like, and that motherfucker is faster than you expect. Like he runs exactly (laughs) like that, and he is faster than he has any right to be.
1: Is that where? And he seems like someone who would have learned that from him. And he's like, (laughs) "This works." (laughs) But yeah,
0: like the effects were so good for their time. It's yeah, and and again, and I think it's gonna be very well, absolutely. And I think it's gonna be the theme for a lot of these movies because, like, you know, we're not exactly talking. We don't care about like best here. This is kind of gut feeling uh, favorites. Like, it's so entertaining. And I think that's going to be the theme for a lot of these movies because they're just going to be ones that are just purely entertaining because those are the ones that you can watch over and over again.
1: Also, also as wrestling fans, there are not one but two wrestlers who use the Terminator duh, 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 in their like gimmick. So yeah, can you who's
0: the other? One? Oh, Cage. 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 Cage, is, Cage is a machine. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I forgot that. I forgot that uh, Brian Cage also uses the Terminator.
1: Yeah. So like it. We hear that at least once a month, if not yep. two or three.
0: <laughs> and it's so good. Like, um, there's a wrestling show in San Francisco called Hood Slam. Yeah. And like, it is this intimate show, and it's all just like crazy. It's honestly like kind of like Kaiju Big Battel. Like everybody comes out in these like stupid gimmicks, and it's not taken seriously at all. And like the f- like the f- like there's no room. Like you can't do moves on the outside because the ring is surrounded by fans. Like they're up That's to awesome. the ring. And as the show starts, so cool. they're all banging on the mat. Da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. It's so That's good.
1: So, that sounds awesome. So it's like cosplay wrestling. Everyone's just got the we- the most intense like, outfits.
0: Sometimes, like it just depends on the gimmick. But they're all super over the top gimmicks. It's like, have you ever seen Kaiju Big Patel? No. Oh my god, you should check that out. Cause it is yeah. a wrestling show where everybody are in like Godzilla outfits and yeah, there but, like, are cardboard and there are cardboard fucking buildings in the ring. It's really That's, good. You I, should definitely check yeah, that out.
1: I need more of that in my yeah, life. Jesus.
0: I could have That's gone to so one of their good. shows uh WrestleMania weekend, but yeah. it would have been after NXT Takeover, which like it would it started at like twelve thirty AM. And that would have I would have been at that show until like two, and then I would have had to wake up the next morning to go to Access, and I just couldn't do it. I would have died. But yeah, no. no, Check, look look them up on YouTube. That's their stuff is amazing and hilarious. Yeah. But back to Terminator Two. Terminator Two is so
1: So all the all the crap I give about Aliens being that kind of sequel. This is (laughs) the to me the right kind of sequel. Yeah, but also as far as being nitpicky goes.
0: But also, like it it does that thing that you like it is the aliens style sequel where like everything is bigger and more bombastic and right but there's
1: not you know there's only two terminators it's not terminator 2 terminators it's not like 510 battle royale terminators gotcha um which they could do that now because they need something to save the franchise apparently (laughs) 100 100 battle
0: royale terminators 100 terminators parachute onto an island that's a, nuke that's the a, island it's a, a video game <laughs> reference uh gotcha i have a uh a controversial opinion yo i think terminator 3 is a really good movie
1: no i like it a lot too like uh, Terminator no, 3 is really dude. really fun like, that's, i will it's... one up you i like genesis really yeah You're the one i yeah i don't understand why people hate it i'm sorry I, I, <laughs> I don't i don't like as soon as time travel gets involved people hate it now like that no, no. The, that is the th- hot thing to me in this I, I don't decade? know if I'd go that far like I don't know man because like I know plenty of people who don't like loopers simply because they think the time travel doesn't make sense blah blah, blah. true but you and... also surround you you also talk
0: to the wrong people like I know you also go on like shitbird internet forums that would talk about that stuff like in my like anecdotal experience just like looking on twitter and like I don't know maybe it's just like me looking at more like even just like looking at reviews and stuff like that loopers like yes there are no, people. looper who nit- is a
1: more positively like, received film. there yes.
0: are there are nitpicky people with looper i just yeah. don't surround myself with those people because fucking why would i uh, oh. um no i'm not
1: yeah i'm just saying in general like yeah. like time but, like, travels to me seems to get a very bad rap these days
0: but i just think that's those people fucking suck and like you could do time travel perfectly, and they'd still be shitty about it because they just want to find something to complain so about. So why do
1: you think people? So why do you not like Genesis? I guess is the real question.
0: I think who is the male lead in Genesis?
1: <laughs> Jai Courtney. Yeah, Jai everyone Courtney. hates Jai Courtney. I mean, there's like I'm pretty sure there are Facebook clubs to we hate Jai Courtney. <laughs> Jai Courtney sucks. Like. You know, he's, like, one of the best parts in Suicide Squad, though. He's just a... He's he's Captain Boomerang, and he's just a filthy Aussie, and it's great. Like,
0: I really hope that we are done with trying to make Jai Courtney a thing. Uh, (laughs) Like, like, he's not great. Because, like, Jai Courtney is worse... Is a worse Scott Eastwood, and Scott Eastwood already sucks. (laughs) Also... Uh Amelia Clark was not great good in the role of Sarah Connor. And Amelia Clark and Jai Courtney had Hero negative chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. It was that's so fine. bad. I and I just I don't think the story was all that great. Like Yeah.
1: Like I, um, I was into Jason Clark. I, was fun, I really like yeah, Jason I was Clark focused. as an actor. Yeah, I was focused I was, on the big brother more so. I, I know, was interested.
0: Related. I think that's interesting. Yeah, like I think that's a good way of going about it. I just feel like the parts didn't add, like the parts didn't add up to a to a fully great and cohesive whole. Um, yeah, that's
1: fine, I guess. I honestly, but I was I was I don't know. I was just, I was just caught by it. I was like, man, this is this is going somewhere. But it definitely was laying seeds for further stuff, and people weren't having it. They were like, the no, problem. we need, like, yeah,
0: yeah, like don't like it. It it was the same problem that like fucking the the Tom Cruise mummy had, and the. Oh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man movies had where they cared more about setting up a future franchise than telling a good, coherent story in their own movie.
1: Yeah,
0: and yep, yep, yep. like, and which I think is something like we had a solid two or three years of that, and I don't think we're going to be seeing that anymore because I think they know better now. Because because so. like, almost every single time somebody's tried that in the past few years, it has failed horribly.
1: Failed miserably.
0: Um. Also, like, it's undoing its own. Because that's also the problem with Genesis. Or the Terminator movie as a whole. It keeps undoing its own shit. That's like, very true. Like it undid Judgment Day, which we have learned is a fixed moment in time that cannot change no matter what. It is one of the tenets of the Terminator franchise. You that's can't true. undo Judgment Day. That's what But very they true. did. All but right. like don't get me wrong. I think there is entertainment in that movie. Like I don't hate it as much as other people. I saw it in theaters. I walked out, fine. Like I I, I, I don't yeah. like I don't viscerally hate it. I'm just kind of
1: it's I didn't there. realize, yeah, I didn't realize people didn't like it until after I saw it. I was like, yeah, oh,
0: like some people were like visceral
1: this. about it, but I think
0: those people don't hate it as much as they hate what the Terminator franchise has become. Yeah, uh, I, I think Genesis is just kind of emblematic of that, and people give it shit. Uh, I, I wouldn't like, I don't think it's some awful, awful movie. I just think it's kind of mediocre, but this franchise deserves better. Uh, it just makes me want to go watch. Um, Sarah Connor Chronicles again because that show was really good.
1: Yeah, I can't believe that thing got canceled.
0: I can because nobody watched it. Oh, that's true. Uh, but yeah, and so for me with James Cameron, we're going back to pure entertainment. True Eyes. I think True right. Eyes is one of <laughs> the best action movies you ever made. Take. Like, True Eyes is just fun. And it's interesting to see from James Cameron, who is a very self serious filmmaker. Who, true lies is to James Cameron like the man is to the killers. It's just, like, this really self-serious dude who doesn't make, who, like, who views his art as, like, maybe a little bit more important than he should. Making just this stupid, entertaining, dumb thing that only serves the purpose to entertain. Like, he's not trying to make a statement. He's not trying to change the world. He's just trying to make a really entertaining movie and i think he succeeds i think true lies is so good you should rewatch true lies
1: i should it's been a long time like, i didn't even know that was james cameron until a few years ago yeah and at the time it was the most
0: expensive movie ever made and it's just Funny. like fucking it's so good like like i think tom, was tom arnold let me see i think cuz i think tom arnold is in it as like schwarzenegger's like buddy yeah and um the studio wanted to cast like a more bankable actor and like James Cameron threatened to walk because he he was just like, no, I have to have Tom Arnold, which is like the first time anyone's ever said that. Um, (laughs) So weird. You have a RIP Bill Paxton uh, with one of the greatest line reads in history. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. (laughs) Like it's so good. It's just, yeah, like it's just fun. Like it's just purely entertaining. Oh my god. I I love it. I love True Lies. Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it. There's a scene where she's going into like a basement. And there's a bunch of terrorists down there and she has an Uzi and she <laughs> fires it and it like it she drops it from like the recoil, but it keeps firing and it drops and it rolls down the stairs. Is that where that continually came firing from? killing all of the people in the room yes that's that, true lies that's
1: where that came from that's amazing all yeah. right then
0: like that's not like that shouldn't be james cameron because that's like the least james that's like a looney tunes thing like, <laughs> it is the no, least yeah. james cameron like, but like because that's, that's great because that's the thing about true lies it is a live action cartoon mm-hmm. and it like for me it works so well i mean like, you
1: know you just look at it's called true lies you yeah know? so it's schwarzenegger it's
0: at the top of his game like it's like and it's 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 Schwarzenegger at the top of his game at the like the like 94 which is in like the golden age of action movies because like you're coming up on like the rock and bad boys and independence day and it's it's james it's Schwarzenegger at his peak with the craftsmanship and spectacle of james cameron yeah is so good um so we got steven spielberg And you're a little too young, because you didn't get caught up in this like people my age and slightly older did. Because like it's gotta be Jurassic Park, right? Like that movie defined like I'm 29, and I would say that movie defined the generation of people like 28 to 40 right now. Like that defined that generation.
1: Yeah, it came out in 93, so the year I was born.
0: Yeah, and, like, e- like even, though, like, I wasn't old enough to watch it when it first came out, because I was only three years old.
1: Yeah, I assume was... you saw it when you were, like, six. On yeah, VHS but also, something. it
0: was everywhere. It yeah. was, like, and it was, like, it it, it made a generation obsessed with dinosaurs. Right. And, like, you would learn, like, you would, like, they started putting dinosaurs into, like, curriculum, and, like, kindergarten, and... Like, I had dinosaur toys, I had dinosaur books, because of Jurassic Park, because it was everywhere, because you couldn't avoid it, and, and so that trickled down to people like my age, and so when we were old enough to watch the movie, it was, you had already been interested in it, and you'd already learned a lot about dinosaurs, and you watched the movie, and it's just like, oh my god, I'm looking at a real fucking dinosaur, and it is just, that's why it's so beloved, like, and also I think it's just a great movie, like, it is like you you could write a class on how good like how well made Jurassic Park is from the effects to the storytelling to the performances like it is just so good uh and it's again incredibly entertaining like you could sit down and watch Jurassic Park right now and it still holds up
1: you can Yeah, I rewatched it recently cuz I was wondering if I was wrong yeah. about it. Um I don't hate and You were. Shut up. I don't hate the kids, as much as I hate how much shit happens to them, like, well, that's, it's too but, much. It's a little overkill Well, you also me. don't
0: like Spielberg that much, and that get, is yes. Spielberg. Like, like there are several tenets of Spielberg movies. One is Kids in Danger. Uh, the other one is, not, like, Kids in Danger, but nothing bad actually happens to the kids. And I understand what you mean. Like, I feel like they could have cut out one or two, like... You could have cut out, like... Either the electric fence thing, or you could have cut out the electric fence. You can't touch the raptors in the kitchen. That's because that is one of the most iconic scenes in film history. Like honestly, like if we're talking like if we're making a list of scenes, I will murder you if you don't let me put that in the top ten because I think that is like one of the best and most important scenes. Like that scene defined a generation. I think I've, that, that I've, scene is. I
1: feel like the T Rex in the rain was more. Uh, effective uh, don't i don't get me wrong that scene was big a bigger importance i think that that scene is also up there
0: like and listen you I can only have one me. adam you no, can't you, have two you, dinosaur you, scenes you, in your top you can, 10 you can also go fuck yourself uh <laughs> but yeah like they're both incredible for different reasons like t-rex in the rain gets us that incredible shot of objects in mirror larger than they appear and it gives us and like the t-rex in the rain is the the payoff of the cg because it is where you get the full it's like the first time you see the full shot of the t-rex running. Uh but man, like that raptor scene. I would give I I think the Raptor scene is a better scene because it is just like it is a masterclass in like suspense and like making a monster movie. Like Hitchcock would like would be proud of that raptor
1: scene. Uh except for if, the part where you can see the hand tilt the tail yeah, of uh, the raptor. Yeah, also <laughs> fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm better because I know that,
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, like that scene is, I, I still like, I still, when I watch that scene have to remember to breathe cause like, I still get caught up in it cause it's just so masterfully made. It's so good. The Jeff Goldblum at his gold like it's so great. I need, we like, yeah. we both listen to the rewatchables on, on the ringer, right? That is peak Goldblum. That is, that yeah. is the peak for Goldblum. Like, and that's not to say that Goldblum hasn't done great things since, but man. And, the,
1: and honestly, like, you should rewatch the second one just for him, too. Like, that's kind of oh, why that movie's there. And... Listen, I don't hate The Lost World. I mean, I don't either, but I'm just I... saying, like, in general, it's Absolutely. it's Goldblum's movie. Like, that is for oh, him. yeah.
0: I, I... Kind of like really agree with my Mike, like Mikey when he did movies of Mikey for the Lost World defending yeah. it. I agree with a lot of stuff he said in that movie. I think that movie is way better than people give credit for. Uh, there's great lines in it, and but yeah, like Gold just fucking.
1: <laughs> now I'm talking to myself again. See, I was right. Uh, that's a so it's a, a big pile of shit. Um, <laughs> wasn't that one ad lived?
0: <laughs> I think so. I can't, I can't tell you how many times over the course of my life I have said the words dino DNA. (laughs) And I don't talk about dinosaur DNA that much.
1: Uh, It just kind of comes up. uh... Fucking.
0: God, one of my favorite uh, bits is from My Brother, My Brother and Me, when somebody was talking about like, if I'm going to Italy, if I speak like with an Italian accent, will that be offensive? It was like off of a Yahoo answer. And they were just like, that would be like if you went to, if you were, if you were Spanish and you came to America and you were just like, donde esta mi amigo? And, and so it was just like, are you Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park? And he was just like, like, hola, mi amo Jose Hammond. Donde esta los thunder lizards? God damn it. It's so good. But yeah, like, I, 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 there's a lot of Spielberg movies that I truly love, but like, like, like Jurassic Park like, changed the world, especially for people my, like, people my age, people a little bit older than me, and I'm sure younger than me. Yeah, You might have just missed it, uh, but God, like it, ch- it changed our lives. What's your favorite Spielberg movie, Jesse?
1: I only saw this movie like eight years ago, um, but definitively. I think it's his best, and that's Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I, oh no, absolutely. If we're talking about if we're talking best Spielberg movies, like... Yeah, I, I mean, it's I, my w- favorite, too. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely, like,
0: absolutely, but, absolutely, 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 um, absolutely. Yeah, I don't mean to, like, discount that. But, yeah, no, if I'm going best, it's it's Saving Private Ryan or Schindler's List. But I would, I don't think either of us would pick Schindler's List for this, because that movie isn't exactly rewatchable. Ah, uh, just...
1: I, uh, yeah. Although, I would it's, say, it's like... It's well made, I get it, but I'm... Mm, not, what? I'm not great on Schindler's List. Like, I, it's not... my My thing is definitely... You know, even if it's intense and stuff, if it's like rewatchable. And I, I think it's just too much. Like, I don't wanna,
0: but I don't want to deal
1: with it. Well, I'm yeah, not going to shit like, on it. But you're not so, meant you
0: know. to. Like, you're not meant to want to deal with it. Like, you know who, you, like, like if you said that to Spielberg, Spielberg would say, you know who also didn't want to deal with it? People that in the concentration it. camps.
1: That's not fair. But Spielberg, no, you made like, this movie. No,
0: <laughs> but like, no, that's like, he very intentionally made it that way because he, he he needed people to, like, and we as a culture needed to see what it was like. Yeah. So it never happens again.
1: It is crazy to think too. Like that's another thing that hindsight really messes you up on is that it's one of the first movies to be like that. Yep. And i i can't I can't register that because in uh, my middle school, for whatever reason, we saw multiple Holocaust movies, like The Kid in the Striped Pajamas and stuff yeah. like that, and Red and we read um night of the broken glass like we were always you know yeah. exposed to that so i guess you okay, know like, for my still, generation shirin well, list is well no you we, know, we, oh, it's we still
0: we still learned about it in school and everything but like no movie before or since portrayed it like that yeah it was, because, very, it was and, overly realistic but, and, but it needed to, like i feel like it needed to be because we yeah, needed no, to no, see no, like, it I like i don't
1: like this is not a yeah like, this absolutely. is not a disc to, uh a disc to the film but it's definitely not for me for anything that I seek film for.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, it's not like, a movie that I would ever want to watch for, like, let to me watch pre- a movie. Yeah.
1: Let me preface this, because these movies are not the same, and mm-hmm. I'm not comparing them for any other reason than how Tread they lightly. make me feel when I watch them, and that's it. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But it gives me the same feeling, and Schindler's List <laughs> deserves what all you know the credit yeah. it's got. But it, it, it makes me feel the same way as Passion of the Christ. I can see that. Um, Although, uh, But Passion yeah. of the Christ, you know, no one needs to go watch it. But, like, Passion if someone Christ has the seen Schindler's like, List, go see Schindler's List. Like, but you don't have to watch Passion of the Christ. Schindler's List was,
0: like, disturbingly realistic because we needed to see that. Because, like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. like, it didn't, like, it doesn't get talked I know about know exactly where you're going. It, it doesn't get talked about that a lot. It doesn't get talked about a lot, but, like, man, a lot of that stuff got swept under the rug. Like... Yeah. In the first like several years of World War Two, the United States just took the Germans at their word and one hundred percent like denied that the uh, concentration camps even existed. I know. Like we need to see that stuff because like if you if you'd make that, then it won't like it's something that you can go back to to make sure it doesn't happen again. Because if you don't do that, then it kind of gets uh it can be forgotten. And I'm I'm not trying to like undo your argument like i think that's a really good argument passion of christ is just fucking gratuitous
1: yeah no no i know yeah. where you're going it's like yeah, we, it's need, we need to film. see schindler's list but but you yeah. have to see what's in but passion I, of christ. I, I, no one needs to see that
0: i 100 uh am with you on that in that it gives you the same like sick feeling in the pit of your stomach of just like oh man this is oh god i i totally i totally feel you on that
1: yeah and i and i have this weird thing about his i could have done more speech it's like like it is it, it it's probably it's his best performance probably oh yeah um and i'm and i'm just like man i can't i don't want to hear this i get it yeah it i just I'm, think that like honestly i think that was like a bit of catharsis for steven spielberg but you know the real question is am i a good person we haven't talked about saving private ryan enough. yeah that's true <laughs> honestly honestly god the, i love everything way, about saving private way, ryan like the way like we we talked about this before, and i've and i've been thinking about it even more and more saving private ryan is a war movie plotted out like a western to me yep and it works so absolutely well like it is it's a posse going war to like movie? it's a posse like going to round up somebody yeah They've got to go into territory that, you know, not a lot of people come back from, period. No yep. matter what that is, Mexican territory, Indian territory, whatever you want to call it. It's it's that same idea. And um, the short, sweet um, performance, uh, like Hit It and Quit It by um, uh, Vin Diesel is great yep. when you realize that's Vin fucking Diesel. Because yep. in the 90s, Vin Diesel tried acting and he was pretty pretty decent with it and it he just decided Giant. nah i want to i want to talk about family <laughs> family uh, yeah but, but,
0: yeah um... and like honestly what what you talked about with like uh Schindler's list is kind of how i feel with the uh the d-day scene like yeah i think and again i think it is masterfully made i think it is a ma like, i think that scene is a masterpiece that scene is incredible but I feel like he very like he knew what he was doing. He made it just oh yeah, there realistic were, because there like were, uh, we need to, know had what, to leave out of yeah. that of the theater. But Absolutely. none of
1: them were mad at Spielberg for. They're like, no, I'm yeah. glad that yeah we need to see that how fucked up that is because
0: like people need to see war. Like we need to know the horror of that yeah. so it doesn't happen again. Like I but think I I love it's so good.
1: I I I'm slightly different, and I love that scene because of like how intense it is because i believe in opposing forces like those are both forces intent to fuck shit up and and you know get their side done so you know that is war war and i can yeah and I also can respond better to um gratuitous war scenes like that than i can you know the holocaust where it's just you know one-sided genocide yeah, also it's innocent people it's like
0: a five minute scene <laughs> yeah and you know you go yeah. on.
1: Schindler's List is like the whole movie. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: um, and yeah, just like oh, just a hell of a cast. Like Vin Diesel, Giovanni Ribisi, like
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, Ted. Dam- Ted Danson, uh, Jeremy Davies is in it. Who was fucking like, uh, who was Dicky Bennett on Fargo, or not Fargo? Dicky Bennett oh, yeah. on on uh, Justified. Uh, who's Justified. one of my favorite wow. underrated actors.
1: Man, he's been around forever. He was
0: also uh, in What's-His-Face in God of War.
1: Do you know that? Uh, 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 Balder? Yeah, he was Balder. Okay. That makes sense. He kind of looks like makes total sense, right? It I looks like it. Yeah, When I that's started great. the game, and
0: it was like showing the credits, it I saw Jeremy name? Davies, and yeah. I was like, oh shit, Jeremy Davies in this game? And then Balder shows up like five minutes in, and I was just like, my man. That makes
1: so much fucking sense. That I can't believe I missed it. totally that. Jeremy Davies. Um, One of my favorite Tom Hanks performances, just because... Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you know what of all the like speeches of the films we'll probably talk to today, what hits me is when he confesses he's just a school teacher. Yeah. Like that just I don't know. Maybe it's because my parents are school teachers, but that hit me. I was like, damn. Like
0: uh yeah, talk it's...
1: about just you have to change for the the better of this thing that shouldn't be happening kind of yep. situation. It's pretty amazing.
0: Uh also um the fact that they made the cast go through boot camp. Yeah. Except Matt Damon. Yep. Like so, the crazy. cast would have real world resentment against Matt Damon that would come across <laughs> that's in so there.
1: Fucking funny. Like, damn you. That's, I love also, stuff like that. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, although you can't
0: take a step back and you're just like, man. Like, it shows like the futility of war in that like, you went you went to find this guy, and how many people died to like just just to say just to get him back.
1: He doesn't
0: want to go. Like, and he doesn't even want to go when you get there. Doesn't even want to go. Like, how many lives were lost? You
1: little shit.
0: Yeah. Like, how many? How many people died? Because it's just like, oh, we can't have this mother lose her son. How many mothers lost their sons because Tom Hanks was had blinders on and was obsessed with getting this guy out? Because that's the thing about Tom Hanks's character in that movie. Like, he's like he makes
1: all so he the wrong given- decisions. Well he was given the order to. He, he was, felt like he was like, doing the right thing. He thought he absolutely he
0: thought he was doing the right thing and he was given the order to, but like it it kinda becomes this like singular obsession for him. Like he has to. Like I think it he is, feels
1: like it will redeem exactly what he's done. I, I think that's it 100%. one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Like he's he's been in the horror of war, but he's just like if he can get if he can get it home if he yep. can get him home, it'll be fine. Like it'll 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 all be fine. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's just a masterpiece. One of, the, one of the best movies ever made. And it lost to Shakespeare in love at the Oscars.
1: <laughs> Oscars, Oscars.
0: Yeah, God, so bad. Um, hey, Jesse. Yo. What's your favorite Christopher Nolan movie?
1: God damn it. Um, this one's rah- tough. This one was the hardest one for me. Probably The Dark Knight. I'm going to say Dark Knight. Bingo. Dark Knight. I rewatched The Dark
0: Knight just uh, just a few weeks ago because uh <laughs> we had the 10th every month, anniversary. Don't you? Didn't you say that? No, it was it was the the 10th anniversary. Um my
1: god, 10 years. Wow. And it
0: still holds up so fucking much. It's I wish, so I just good. I wish
1: we could still get that feel from superhero movies. Or DC specifically? I I I'm, I'm trying to figure out what we're missing, and I guess it, I don't know. WB can't handle their stuff. Honestly, like,
0: I think the Dark Knight was just a singular moment in time that can't be replicated.
1: That sucks. And
0: Well, no, no, it shouldn't be. Like, the Dark Knight is a masterpiece. You can't just make another masterpiece. (laughs) I feel like Marvel's gone the right way of making their movies uh, different, but a bit more broad and a bit more purely entertaining. Yeah. Uh... And, like, like we've seen, the in the past ten years, we have seen the folly of trying to catch that lightning back in the bottle. Like, because the Dark Knight's amazing, but outside of Marvel, the Dark Knight kind of ruined comic book movies. Because everybody wanted to be the Dark Knight. But I think a lot
1: of it has to do, they put way too many eggs in uh, Zack Snyder's basket.
0: Also, they hired Zack Snyder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, that guy.
1: That guy didn't even bring a basket. He brought, like, a bucket and thought that it was going to work. And Sorry, it was a bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But, um, I don't know. It, I, I, to me, that will be one of the most baffling decisions in Hollywood is how much they put on Zack Snyder, of all people. And maybe it's because right. he was the most enthusiastic yes-man. I feel I... like Snyder is just super, like, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do this. Anything to make a DC movie. I... Sure
0: don't understand like zach snyder made a really good dawn of the dead remake and parlayed that into this whole career yeah um like he made a really good dawn of the dead remake a passable but too like fan friendly uh um watch Watchmen 300 Watchmen okay. adaptation
1: yeah, I uh, enjoyed Watchmen a lot, but um, I, Watchmen
0: was great if you didn't watch the. Uh, didn't read the. If you book? did if you know, if you, if you read the book, if you read the book, Watchmen was great because Watchmen was a too faithful adaptation. Oh, okay, uh, I think Watchmen is the perfect example of how like you can't just yank something from a comic book page and throw it on screen. Uh, which is why I'm really interested in this HBO series, because I think it works better as a TV series. And I, I, I feel like, and I think it's, and I don't think it was like studio mandate that that Snyder do it that way. I think it was, um, I think it was just, uh, it was like he wanted to do that because he loved the book so much, which I Oh understand. no, Watchmen,
1: sure, but I think after that. Like... Oh no,
0: at, well, fucking after that he made Sucker Punch, and
1: then they gave him the entire DCU after Sucker Punch. That's, yeah. No no no, that's what that's what I mean. Like yeah, he made sucker punch, which I don't care what it looks like it is not a good story. It is not It's a mess. It's not good. It
0: was the first like but original thing. But I think they gave did. him
1: DC after sucker punch because he was more than willing to let them throw him around if it meant he could do this.
0: Yeah, uh, that's what entirely possible. Like. like it does the whole DCEU does feel like just like too many cooks. Um like just mean po- not the short too many cooks like the phrase too many cooks I know
1: I know I know I know but no in in too all honesty, I think too I
0: think
1: I think it's not enough cooks and just people who you know like food
0: well no I think like, it's <laughs> like I know that's I what think
1: it s- felt like to me
0: I I think it's like you know too many like people yanking everything in every different direction like so we're getting off on tangent here but like so yes. do you know why Suicide Squad was such a fucking mess. Um, it's the story of Suicide squads fascinating. So it, there's like a shit ton of studio interference, right? So the first trailer comes out and yeah. gets hugely well received. Like that first trailer was awesome. Yeah. And that the it was polling off the charts. It was like going great. It got a ton of views. People were talking about it. But the test screenings they were doing for the movie weren't working. They just they just weren't. And so, you know, so uh, D, uh, Warner Brothers is like, what what are we doing? Like the, the trailer's great, but the movie's not working. And so they were just like, all right, uh, let's have a few reshoots. And they went to the director and they're like, all right, we're going to do some few research reshoots. You know, you have total control, but here's a billion things you can't do and that you have to change. Yeah. And then when it went to the edit, they got the studio that cut the trailer to edit the movie, eh. which okay. doesn't work because they don't know how to edit movies. They know how to edit trailers That's because one strange. of the biggest problems in the suicide squad is the editing because so much of the editing doesn't make sense. A uh, foldable human on YouTube has a fantastic, like 45 minute video because he's an editor and he breaks down the editing in Suicide Squad and what goes wrong. And, like, talks about it in ways that, like, I don't think when I think of editing. um, And it, it's because they don't understand how to edit a cohesive movie. They understand how to edit what looks cool. And yeah. so they were, like, eyelines didn't match up. Like, Will Smith's character in that movie introduces himself three times. Yeah. Uh like stuff is thrown out, stuff is brought back up, like stuff is reintroduced. The scene later, uh, every single scene starts with a uh, with a uh, establishing shot with a popular song over it. Yes, <laughs> like and it's because it was it was edited by trailer people who don't know how to edit movies. They know how to edit trailers. Like that is just, it's that is fascinating to me. I want to see a Hearts of Darkness style like documentary about the making of suicide oh, squad. Yeah. Uh but The Dark Knight <laughs> is just guy, it's it's amazing. Like it's a masterpiece. You know, we we're, um, we're using that term a lot, but it is an absolute masterpiece.
1: I I can't remember if I said this on a previous episode or if it's just something brought up after the uh before or after we recorded, but Nolan was mainly inspired by Heat to make yes. this movie. Yes, we talked about that, So in case that, people yeah. didn't know, yep. in case this wasn't said in a recording, fucking Heat. I mean, look, at, a, that, look at that That's freaking, an that opening. opening scene. Yes, God. and also it's got the same motherfucker in it. It's got... Um, William Fitchner? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, best that guy yeah. of all time? Because he looks like he wants to kill your children? <laughs> you and your friends are dead. You know who this bank belongs to. God.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, like, it's, like, fucking, even the stuff that I feel like uh, maybe missed, because, like, I feel like you can make, I don't know if you can make that movie without the Two-Face you know storyline, only... but, like, the Two-Face storyline right. feels, that's a very, it's a very busy movie, and, like, it you is. can't, I feel you,
1: like it flows, very it does, it correctly. flows so
0: well, it does, it does, but, like, I feel like the two, because the Two-Face story, at the end of the day, the lasting effects of that movie, like, in in the the story, in the universe of the movie, is not the Joker. It's it's the Harvey Dent stuff. Yes. And that kind of feels, like, that stuff happens, like, in like, like the last 45 minutes. And it all just, like, it happens very quickly. And it all just, like, kind of goes off the rails very, very quickly. And it, I just, I wish it would have been a little bit more. I wish, no, I wish you're, the two-faced you're stuff. you're
1: thinking of the end of Batman Begins. That, no. That I, went off the rails. No, like, oh,
0: Jesus Christ. God, <laughs> where Batman, yes. where Batman sure that murders a dude, even though Batman, quote unquote, doesn't kill, um, and, and you know the train, yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, like it, it just feels like they had to rush the the Harvey Dent stuff a little bit, uh, but man, if that's your only like, that's a nitpick, like I, I oh yeah, no, I, so I, I cannot, To me, to me, I you can... know
1: what the only genuinely bad thing about this movie is? What's that? Is just the, it's just the Batman voice. It really doesn't hold up. Um, It's it's a meme, you know, at this point. And, like, um. and like
0: but, like, <laughs> I understand why, like, in-universe, I totally get why he does it. Like, it yeah, makes like, total sense.
1: He has to. That's fine. Like,
0: I just... He needs to disguise his voice say, in some way. Yeah. But,
1: dude... I thought it was perfect in the first one, because he did in like, the first one, too. Like... He just went a little too hard. I would
0: just i don't know like i would like you're a billionaire get a voice changer <laughs> right yeah here's the thing you know why it was good in batman Be- batman begins why because he only said like one or two sentences at a time
1: in batman begins
0: <laughs> and in the dark knight he's got he full had, like, dialogue he scenes. had full yeah. dialogue scenes with it yeah and that's where it doesn't hold up when it's like more than one sentence like when it's a paragraph you realize how dumb it is
1: the the worst one like the one line that always i go back to that's just so bad mainly because it's supposed to be such a positive line and it just doesn't work in that voice is when he's like this city is full of people who can do some good
2: he was the
0: best of us
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like the whole the whole monologue at the very end. It does bring out Bat Metal though. Do you know what Bat Metal is? Yes, I know fucking, what Bat Metal at is. At least there's that. That's God. so great. <laughs> it's so fucking great.
0: <laughs> But yeah, like that's the th- yeah. It doesn't. But everything else, Heath Ledger's performance is incredible. um Fucking
1: fantastic. Have you
0: seen the stuff for the new Joker movie?
1: Yeah, I'm not into it. Like, I'm but- I'm kind of into it. You know what though? Let me post this because this you know this me being weird. I've never liked Joaquin Phoenix. Like he, yeah, I could. I'm about him. I'm just like nah, I'm honestly, I could take a leave you.
0: Joaquin Phoenix, but I'm into the
1: makeup. Like, see, it doesn't feel like Joker to me, and I think it's. I mean, but like I, yeah, you know what else didn't feel like Joker? You're gonna say Heath Ledger, but like, yeah, like that's like, I. I always liked it.
0: Like, no, I always I actually... think Heath Ledger looks great, but like that is unlike any Joker we had ever
1: seen. This is true. Like I'm not I, gonna take you know, before they showed his makeup though, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix looked like a Harry Potter villain wizard. A little bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> so so but I was yeah, like, so oh, like boy. with
1: stuff like that, like if
0: you're gonna make a Joker movie that, you know, listen. I one of my one of my least favorite things is when people like force art to justify itself. When people are like, Oh, why is this getting made? I fucking hate that. Like it art doesn't need to justify itself. Yeah, I'm itself. not like that, but oh, it's, I, I'm it's not, not saying made oh, at yeah, all. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying no, that's, yeah, that's yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so but, but I'm not super interested when you tell me, oh, we're making a Joker origin movie because like the Joker is one character that doesn't need an origin and all that. So like, I'm glad right. that you're making it. That's cool. But you're going to have to sell me on it. Yeah. And what they've done, so- because like, if you're going to do that, awesome. Give me a wholly unique take on the character. I'll, I don't, will say this. Don't just make the killing joke. Don't yeah. just like give me something different. Give me
1: a version of the Joker I've never
0: seen, and that's what it is. See, from, I'll say From this. what we've seen so far.
1: The the makeup I didn't like. However, the fifty second teaser that yes. they showed how they conveyed it with yes. the song and how that that so that I liked. You I was know, like, this is interesting. But at the end when it showed me the actual like end result of makeup, I was like, ah. So, it, like, it stopped me for a minute. But I do like how they presented yeah. it, and like, so I, I think, could get
0: into it that way. Yeah, I'm just super into the makeup because it's 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 completely unique. We've never seen Joker like that. And like, if you're gonna do it, that's what needs to do. Also, do you know what that makeup is like inspired by? What? It's inspired by John Wayne Gacy. What? Because John Wayne Gacy was like a clown. Yeah. And the makeup, if you look up like John Wayne Gacy, like clown makeup, it is very similar to the makeup that Joaquin Phoenix is wearing in that movie. Good Lord. Which I'm super into. Because again, it's completely unique. It's unlike anything we've seen. Like, awesome. Give me that Joker movie. Fun. Yeah, like that's why I'm I'm sold on this movie because like they're doing something different. They're not just making the Dark Knight. They're not just making like, the Killing again, Joke.
1: No matter what the movie is, no matter the reputation these movies have gotten, I'll still go see them in theaters.
0: Absolutely. Like uh, if they well, do
1: get to, in, if they do get to Justice League two, I'll see it. But, well, know. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah,
0: I've I've seen two of the Marvel movies in the theater. I saw the original Man of Steel and Wonder DC. Woman. Oh, sorry, DC Marvel. movies. DC, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw I saw Man of Steel and Wonder Woman, and honestly, yeah. those are the only ones I was interested in. Like,
1: no, that's fine. But I I, I believe in what, seeing them in theaters for whatever. Oh, I absolutely.
0: You know, it's, absolutely if it's something you're into. I'm just I just don't have interest. I don't in, even know if
1: I'm into it, man. But I just I just like, feel like I, I got to see it in theaters. I, I I that's how I'm with Marvel, but that's because
0: I just like genuinely really enjoy those movies. I'm just yep. not interested. Like I don't hate the DC stuff. It just doesn't register on my radar.
1: They've got good parts, and then they don't, and it's strange. Like so I'm, I, I'll probably really see... am hoping so hard for this Aquaman movie. i James, James. I'll probably James see like Aquaman because like, like Aquaman looks
0: different. fun. Uh, I'll I'll probably see Shazam. I'll definitely see Wonder Woman too.
1: I really want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I really want, <laughs> Momoa, to be riding like a whale into battle, and he just go ooh. <laughs> God. <laughs>
0: The I, big need, dog. I need
1: the, this is my yard underwater all right anyways like,
0: so we're gonna have next? just so we've got roman reigns defending his yard and jason momoa <laughs> defending his pool yes yes uh so, we, got, and, we got Edgar right next but that's kind of what inspired this it's hot fuzz we talked about that last week yeah it's, um let's keep
1: talking about it fuck yeah, you but, know. man i should have watched it i wanted to watch <sighs> the the trivia thing um, oh
0: yeah it's so good um so for Ga- guy Ritchie was honestly kind of hard for me
1: oh so we're not going to talk about we're going to no okay <laughs> we, 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 we we did hot fuzz uh, uh fine
0: that movie's amazing go watch it guy Ritchie's kind of tough for me yeah because i don't honestly it's because like i think he's got like three movies that this could be yeah and i don't super love any of them like i really enjoy them uh but like i don't adore them in the way that i do like Oh brother, art thou? And, and Jurassic Park and and Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, but I just ended up going with Snatch because I think Snatch is the perfect version of that like pure Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> uh, I just,
1: I just love that the story about um Brad Pitt couldn't do an Irish accent, God, so it's they such made a bad him accent. so they made him into like a gypsy or whatever. Like they changed slightly what he was yeah to make it worse, and I thought that was great. Like that's hilarious to me. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah,
0: it's 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 fun. Like, it's a really fun like British crime movie. If yes. you like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, you'll love Snatch.
1: Um, um mine's Rock and Roller, because when okay. I watched it, I I had seen Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and I've seen Layer Cake and I seen those movies. But something about Rock and Roller just divvied enough from it that it was more interesting to me. Um the the characters are, are kind of more personal. Um the the main guy who's like the the son the the shithead son or whatever, um he's super interesting to me. Uh, Johnny Quid, uh played by uh to- Toby Kebbell, which I don't think he's in a super lot of stuff that, um he was in Don Planet of the Apes though, so there's that. Um, he was in War Horse, but um oh yeah that guy rock- yeah yeah but uh Rock and roll... Of- Something about it just felt different. And and what, what really hit me when I went from man, this is fun to holy shit, this is so good is when he kinda goes like all like like coked out Rain Man. No one understands what he's doing at the end when he goes yeah. to save his buddies and they like unravel all the stuff that's happened up until this point of very subtle things yeah. that didn't matter beforehand. I just like that's
0: fucking great. It's, it's the turn that you get in a heist movie. Yes. It's it's the pr- part in the heist movie where the heist is over, but then you get the voiceover explaining what was actually happening that you didn't see, like the yes. behind the scenes stuff that made the heist actually happen.
1: Yeah, and this and it does it w- without yeah, which it is, being a heist, and I thought that was just yeah great, which and brilliant.
0: is one of my best, one of my favorite like scene archetypes. I will never not mark out for a scene like that. especially
1: especially if mike Pena is explaining it god
0: (laughs) and so and like yeah like rock and roll is great like it's got mark strong as a lead and mark strong is a great actor and should get more lead roles uh it was gerard butler before we all collectively realized that we made a mistake uh, making gerard butler a movie star too soon and gerard butler's got like two good performances in him
1: yeah um it's Tom Hardy before he was Tom Hardy. Yeah, it's Tom Hardy back when he was still uh super skinny still... and looked like the guy from Upgrade instead before he well, evolved.
0: Well it's it's Tom Hardy when he was still fucking Picard clone mode. Yes. Uh Idris Elba. Like Idris Elba was a thing by then because that was uh, post uh the wire. Yeah. But still Idris Elba is like before he went Buckwild, uh Tandy yeah. Newton is great in it. Yeah, I, just, I should I should rewatch rock and roll. I haven't seen it in a long time.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. And I was I really like when it said um, uh, they'll be back for the real rock and roll. And it never happened. Yep. But um, yeah, it just this is the one. I don't know. It makes it feel like it's my movie because no one else talks about it, I guess. Yeah, I can see in, that in a way. Um, so I
0: really, really enjoy it. It's it's so good. Um, hey, Jesse. Yes. What's your favorite David Fincher movie?
1: <sighs> Alright. So, um, it was kind of a three-way tie for a good bit. I mean, yeah. Um, I want to say this. His, like, best movie that he's made, I think, is Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think that's the best movie he's made. Really? I think, I think that is the culmination of everything Dave Fincher wants to make in a film i can say that yeah like it's um, not like the best quality but it is the most fincher yeah, it's the, yes it's, it's the, the most fincher movie that's what i mean when it's someone's best Gosh, movie yeah. it's the most movie of what they've strived this yeah know, it's the most fincher it. movie like
0: it is dark it is serial killer it is like all that stuff like listen yeah. i adore that like so so a little bit of tangent i read the girl with the dragon tattoo in 2011 yes. um i just i bought it like i was at a like a Barnes and Noble and they had one like a paperback for like five dollars and I was like oh I've heard this is pretty good ended up reading it on like a road trip and like, I I've just fell into it like I don't like read as much as I used to but I like I finished that book in like two days like that book is a hard book to get into yeah, because I like, you. the way Stig Larson writes is incredibly detailed and like the first four chapters of that book are detailing Mikhail Blomkvist's like uh, kind of like fall from grace because like he ended up getting uh, going and meeting somebody. He was a journalist and he 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 got this scoop and he published a story. And turns out the story was false and he got charged with liable and he had to go to jail for a while. Yeah. And so like the first four chapters are like intensely detailing all of that. And so, but once you get past that, that's when the mystery kicks in and that's when you can't stop. Uh, and so I fell in love with the book. I I read it cover to cover. I was super into it. And then I was just like I was googling it. And then I saw like. Oh, there's a Girls the dragon tattoo movie coming out, and I clicked on it. and I was like, "Oh my god!" There's David Fincher in it. It's starring <laughs> Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara, and oh, uh, man. fucking um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing the score. And like, yeah. it was like, it was this perfect confluence of like, there's this book that I absolutely adore, and there's a movie being made, a uh, like an American adaptation of it, being made by the best people in the world. Like, literally, yeah. if you had asked me to completely like. Who should make this movie? Who should direct it? Who should do the music? Who should write it? Who should star in it? That's it. That is the one. Yeah, I saw um, that movie day one, the day it came out. I was in the theaters for that. I love that movie. It's not my pick though. Right, right.
1: It's not mine either. Um, I think it's, 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 it's probably just the most, the most. Ventures, it's like the most venture. Um, and then Seven just has a great like. It is there's not a movie like Seven really, and there wasn't before. Um, there's barely many like it now. But you know what? I promise for all the right reasons, I'm just going to have to pick Fight Club. I, I really love Fight Club. I have it on Blu-ray. I And it's because I'm not a frat boy. Yeah, you, you, under, <laughs> you, you understand Fight Club. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fuck Tyler Durden. That's what you get like, out of that movie. He literally starts fuck like a terrorist Tyler organization. Durden. Like, they're yeah, terrorists. And, yeah, and um, this movie is not teaching you freedom it's telling you you need to get it if this is how you think yeah. um it's 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 a it's a very rare movie to this day i think where everything in that film is not supposed to glorify or tell you this is how you know things should be or this is a inspirational whatever this is whole film is an example of what not to do as a human being for the yep. most part like it's, it's... It's not, um, and it's not, I've, and I've seen some more radical other side about, like, it condemning schizophrenia and stuff. No. and Yeah. Also, like, that's
0: not what schizophrenia is.
1: I know. Like, if um, anybody or, says or that. Mental, f- or mental disorders in general. Okay. I should, yeah. I've seen well, some I, I say schizophrenia, like, but also that, yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it doesn't, like, condemn it as much as it, like, like, uh, expresses the the need to, like, Need like to like seek help for that stuff. Like, if yes, dude, that, that if, is, if dude had film. looked, yeah.
1: This whole this whole film is about re. If like any part of this film you are interested in and it appeals to you, you actually probably need to open yourself up and be more sociable and and understanding to other people's you know issues. This is not a film like yeah that film was made that way because it understands me. No 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 you. Need to to work some stuff out. That's the last s- sentence. That's I think, or, or kind of like this like this has been a weird uh, year, a uh, couple weeks for me. I need to get you know. Oh God, thank you. Um, <laughs> that dude. That's another thing to me. Um, just using the Pixies was brilliant because the Pixies was a band at that point. Um. Where it was very, oh, you just don't get it. This is the cool stuff. This is good music is. That's how people have responded to the Pixies for the most part. And even Edgar Wright makes a great joke of that and Scott Pilgrim. It's like, you guys are like, you've totally made it. You're like touring with the Pixies now. Yeah. Which is, you know, a totally ironic line. Like that's, it's how people respond to the Pixies. And this is also the Pixies' like most accessible song. Oh, yeah. Period. Like most of their music doesn't sound like this. It's way drier and not as catchy and kind of like skittering and, and, and jumping. And I think Fincher was just brilliant in doing that where he understood like this is. Um, Yeah. Um, uh, also there's a band called
0: trampled by turtles. They're a bluegrass band. that's really good. Um, they have a cover of this song that is incredible.
1: Let, let, Let me put it this way. Um, I have no doubt in my mind, in my mind, in my mind, I have no doubt in my mind that Fight Club would be Patrick Bateman's favorite movie for all the the Oh, ones. yeah.
0: Also, so, American so, Psycho So think is, of that
1: for a minute. But
0: also, American Psycho was the other movie that the people who love Fight Club love.
1: Right. It's, it's except like, like, it, like,
0: like, like non-deep, probably white supremacist frat boy starter pack. Uh, Fight Club, yeah, it is. V for Vendetta, American Psycho,
1: Boondock Saints. No, no, no. Like, those I, I, are the I'm, four. Not, not the V for Vendetta movie, like the V for no. Vendetta comic. No, listen, I'm not movie... say-
0: No, I'm not saying that the movie's bad. I'm just saying they love that movie again for the wrong reasons. Like the I people guess who so, love Fight the, Club for the wrong the v for reasons. Vendetta. Also love V for Vendetta for the wrong reasons. Like that is in that list. Cuz like how do you think the Guy sure, yeah. Fox mask became like the po- like the poster child of the worst parts of the internet? It wasn't the comic.
1: Oh, I think it was, Oh, I think it was the comic. It wasn't because, because it started the comic like how many people were
0: It's the it internet wasn't the people comic.
1: are the ones who would push the comic more no, than the movie. No, but they didn't. They would be like the movie, the movie, movie it, sucks, watch the read no, the comic because it started
0: know. after the movie came out. Like that was a well, thing yeah, that was not it, a thing of before its popularity. The movie. No, it was it was the movie.
1: Like like like, the movie made it an aware thing. But I think plenty of shitheads on the internet were like, I mean, "No, the listen, movie sucks, read the comic.
0: Like, plenty of shitheads on the internet have read the comic, but, like, it became a thing because of the movie.
1: That's fair. But at least at, at least because it was written by the, the Wachowskis, the screenplay for Victor yeah. Vanetta, that they understood that it had the end on a hopeful, reasonable Oh, yeah, no, don't get me memory. wrong.
0: Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying uh it's a bad movie or they they like it wasn't made well I'm saying it is very similar to Fight club that's fair in that the wrong people got the wrong message from it and the that's people fair. who got the wrong message from Fight club also got the wrong message from v me for data
1: that's all right yeah, yeah yeah okay um but yeah i you know because I'm me i never got i just never got that message I always thought it was like it's like, why would you listen to Tyler? He's not real. He's a He's terrorist. not real. Yeah, he's also a terrorist. But that what always got me is just like you know people talking about in and we trust and all these things. It's like, but he's yep. not.
0: What would Tyler real. Durden
1: do? Yep. Uh, why? Why do you think? So, so all these like hardcore, awesome atheist assholes who you know you're you're basically doing the exact same formula that you shit on religious people do. Oh, Because you're absolutely. like, what would a super made up uh deity that i like you know have icon uh iconography of dude (laughs) that's what that is so congratulations atheist that's pretty good anarchy asshole you created your own religion you're now the sheeple so fuck
0: off yeah like
1: fight club is a a masterfully made movie yeah i love the i love the splits in the beginning where it's just like a quick frame um my 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 friend nathan who you know been trying to get on this show soon hopefully he will um he had not seen fight club until about 4 years ago when i showed it to him yeah so i didn't watch the movie when he was watching i was watching him
0: oh I was yeah was watching him That's watch always the movie fun.
1: yes it was so great and then when we finished cuz he didn't know he somehow managed to not know the wow. twist wow yeah He's one of those guys where he manages to just aggressively avoid spoilers even from 10, 15-year-old movies. I was about movies. to say, it's,
0: that's not a spoiler anymore. It's 20 years old.
1: No, 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 no. Like, yeah. Like, of 10, 15-year-old movies, he still can somehow avoid yeah. that. So good for him. But um, so he didn't see the clips and stuff, the the things. So, yeah. like, so, so I looked at him after the movie. I was like, did you see them? And he's like, see what? So I went back and I showed him the first, like, two. And he goes, holy shit. Yeah. Because he already loved Fincher before but um that definitely cemented it and yeah it's so well made God, it's yeah it's it's so great. good
0: for me uh, i know i've said this before like with a couple ones but like this one was the hardest <laughs> well no okay this one was the hardest and the easiest at the same time because like, david fincher one of my favorite filmmakers i adore girl with the dragon tattoo i adore gone girl gone girl was another one of those i read the book I got super into the book. I read it cover to cover in, like, three days. And then I went and looked, and it like, oh, they're making a movie. Who's making it? Motherfucker, he did it again.
1: <laughs> uh, so read something else, so he'll make another fucking movie. Right? Um, but, like, at the end of the day, it's The Social Network. I, I figured that was going to be your pick. That's I, I
0: think The Social Network is the best movie of this decade. Hmm. I gotcha. know you... Th- you uh, I'm, no, no, I'm good. No, no, I'm, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what your yours is Mad Max Fury Road, isn't it? Yes, pretty much. Okay. All right. Uh, I I think the Social Network is incredible. Like it's it is. I don't like it when people break down movies into like that where they tr- people try and argue about like an objective good in art. Uh, because like I feel like that's defeating the yeah. purpose of art. Art's all about personal interpretation. Um, but if you wanted to break it down to its parts, it is a technically like almost perfect movie like the direction the acting the writing it's all yeah. fucking incredible but like it's so good it's in- immensely entertaining like it, i rewatched it like a few days ago like it is still i can sit down and watch that entire movie in just two hours just flies by um the performances are amazing and it's become even more fascinating in the years since because like with especially in the past like a year and a half with the things that have happened with Facebook. Yeah. That movie is super interesting now. Like, that's, Yeah, that's fair. L- looking at it through the lens of when it came out, where Facebook, oh, it's this thing that your mom plays Farmville on and we all use it and it's okay <laughs> and, it's, and it's fun. It's too No, I'm kidding. To, like, oh, hey, this might have undermined our democracy. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it makes that, like, and that's why I think it's the best movie of the decade because, like, it has, like... That is a cultural touchstone that will stick around for such a long time partly because I think it is just one of the best movies ever made. I think it like is a masterpiece of filmmaking, but also culturally, that movie is going to be important for the rest of our lives
1: like because' it's like of, what I brought up uh last week about yeah. what if Stanley Kubrick could could have done something with Twitter yeah <laughs>
0: yeah, but like and I think like even it's um like even it stumbles like. I, 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 some of the stuff that doesn't hold up in it super well I think is also fucking fascinating like the sort of pseudo-sympathetic portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg in the movie I think right. is really interesting to look at now like or um,
1: I, Justin Timberlake's character
0: god Justin Timberlake I fucking con- treasure I contend he should have been nominated for an Oscar for that movie his performance in that movie was incredible
1: take off the the
0: just just Facebook, Facebook. Um, just Facebook it's so good. Like Jesse Eisenberg, just trans. Who was at the time just that guy who they got in Zombieland because they couldn't afford Michael Cera.
1: Yeah, he was he before this movie. He was Michael Cera clone, and now yeah. the, the roles switched after this. Yeah, and uh, the,
0: like uh, the the breakout of Andrew Garfield um
1: yeah which i keep forgetting like oh shit that's andrew garfield yeah somehow army, i don't realize yeah. that's him for for the first couple scenes
0: yeah an army hammer the best score for any movie in history i will go to my grave with that that is some of the best music in f- any any movie ever it a is
1: favorite tidbit of mine like uh movie trivia that i just love like where Trent the idea of Trent Reznor scoring Dave Fincher movie started was in seven because Closer is yep. the song that yep. plays at the beginning of Seven in nineteen ninety-five. Like that yep. started right there. And, and it just continues to this day. It's so But great. if I'm not
0: mistaken, like the social network was the first one he did. I think that was the first movie Trent Reznor I, ever saw. I scored. know, but
1: it's like the seeds. Yes, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like it's yeah, an the amazing seeds like way back when kind of thing. Yeah. It's so I'll, I'll, like, it's
0: it is the music is gorgeous it fits perfectly with every scene but it also is incredible on its own like it is like it's
1: a, i like the um the, the, hall like the, the mountain king thing. the hall of
0: mountain king's amazing yes. the the like like the, the like fast driving electronica during the scene uh, where he's like coding facebook for the first time that's where real. they're like cutting to the parties back to him that it's so good like you know I, what, I like, feel
1: like uh Trent Reznor was like just put it out there in the ether. It's like, man, I want to make a movie right? score. And Fincher just like busted through his house, it's like yeah. you make my movie score. And then
0: he got Karen O and did a hellacious cover of Immigrant Song for Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Um uh it's like I think like the social network is is I is my favorite because it's just I, I adore it, and I think it's the best movie of the decade because like it is perfectly made like you can't really nitpick that movie. It is so just like t- everything about it is so just like polished and tight and amazing and it is this cultural touchstone that like yeah, then and now and going forward is incredibly important.
1: Yeah, it's it's very undeniable in in what it is, and this was written by Aaron Sorkin, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, it's 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 the a dialogue perfect, in it is so. It's good. a perfect storm of filmmaking, yep. regardless of how you feel about it. And for me, I it's too real for me. Again, that's that's always gonna be my issue with film, because as someone who grew up watching the ever living fuck out of Princess Bride and the Goonies, and Princess Bride still to my till still to this day is my favorite film of all time movies is all about escapism so yeah, it's just too I totally real for me that. to be like obsessed with it yeah but like i can't you know yeah like Bucking it Aaron is Aaron sorkin and david fincher and they made a megastar out of um yeah. everybody in that movie. Like, well yeah everybody but especially yeah Eisenberg.
0: yeah it's 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 just so like yeah,
1: army hammers the twins right
0: yeah army hammers the twins which is crazy um...
1: how young like <laughs> And also was before the, all this other stuff but he yeah. cgi'd the twins or what, also what was that the trick?
0: technology for the twins yeah so
1: what was that trick he
0: did because it's so ridiculous they've like,
1: never done it before
0: they cast uh army hammer and a guy named josh pence as the twins and originally they were both going to play the twins individually and but they found this technology and so josh pence when they filmed did all the lines i think they filmed all of i think they may have filmed all the scenes twice with like them switching the roles or something. Anyway, so Josh Pence, what? And he had like little mocap dots on his face, and so they would do all the things. And so it was Josh Pence's body in in the movie. Um, and voice they would do the too, scenes. Right? And what? His voice too, right? No, no, no. no okay, was, okay, okay. No. Um, and so they, uh, he would. He was the he was the body. He said the lines on set. And then they went into this, like, crazy-looking, like, uh, uh, setup with, like, you know, this, like, dome with, like, a billion cameras around and, like, lights, and then Army would put on, they'd put the dots on Army, and Army would go in there and read the lines that Josh read, and they were able to take his face and drop it onto Josh Pence. How crazy And and Josh Pence is actually in the movie. Um, There's the scene where they go to the party with the girls like yeah. when uh what's her face the the eduardo's crazy girlfriend yeah. uh and they hook up in the bathroom and they come out of the bathroom and they're like standing in front of the door and this guy walks up and he's just like go okay, go to the bathroom and they're like sorry there's a couple girls freshening up in there and he goes <laughs> nice that was josh pence so yeah. get in the movie okay, also cool. josh pence was in the dark knight rises uh for like two seconds as young rachel ghoul yeah. um well oh, actually, there's one thing you can nitpick about the movie, and it is Eduardo's girlfriend. You could take that entire plot out; it served no purpose. Yeah, it served. But that's, that's... all. That's that's the problem with Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin's <laughs> a great writer. He does not know how to write women. Uh, he is. Huh. He can't write women. He can't write women. dialogue. He can't write dialogue for women. He can't write stories about women. Uh,
1: what about Molly's Game? Didn't he just do that?
0: Uh, yeah. Actually, I haven't watched that. But from everything I saw about it. You could have easily replaced Molly with a dude, except for like the scenes in which she's showing off more cleavage. Yeah. Um, All right. So, Tarantino. Yeah. Um. I just went with a gut feeling for me. Yeah. Uh, I went with Django.
1: See, it's so close for me too. It like was... it.
0: It was honestly, I could have gone a lot of different ways. Uh, part of me wanted to go Jackie Brown. Honestly, because I think Jackie Brown is an underrated masterpiece. Very good. But, like, but like Django was just, like, it, again, it comes back to a lot of these movies. Django's just the most entertaining and rewatchable for me. Django's the one that I can turn on right now and enjoy it, like, beginning to end.
1: Yeah, and it, it has a lot to do for me with Leo, because I'm just captivated by yeah. his performances and just about anything. Yeah. Um, I, I I It
0: came down to me between Django and Inglorious Bastards
1: same like
0: and i, really I, I love def-
1: pulp fiction yeah but but i think i'm more invested in the stories with inglorious bastard and Jango yeah. and chain because pulp fiction like we talked about earlier is a but kind of more like a bunch of vignettes except they're not is. necessarily super entangled um it's it's great like pulp fiction works on a lot of levels but i think i enjoy the characters more yeah. And Angorious Bastards and Django Unchained. So it's kind of a tie, but I might, you know, depend on the day, which yeah. way I'd lean. And also I think part of it is just like Pulp Fiction's just like, and this isn't like a criticism, but Pulp Fiction's
0: is kind of played out at this point. Like, like we've let's all talk seen talk pulp, about fiction. pulp
1: fiction. Yeah,
0: like we've all seen Pulp Fiction a billion times, and there's nothing you can say about Pulp Fiction that hasn't even, hasn't been said. Same for uh Reservoir Dogs. Um and but yeah, I just like I think he came like, in Django, he came out and was just like, I want to make like, I think he showed up just thinking, "like I want to make just a really entertaining movie. And also, I'm a sucker for like a good, like modern twist on a Western. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, that's why I love and it's weird because like our both of our least favorite was Hateful Eight, uh, which I feel like is just like too similar to Django. Which, yeah. I feel like if that was any other filmmaker, we'd be okay with it, but we have, like, we come, you come to a Tarantino movie with certain expectations. Yeah, it, uh, it,
1: it, it felt derivative, but it also felt, I don't know, making it almost virtually like a bottle movie. I'm actually after, like, into that. It more, because, yeah, like, I understand he did it with Reservoir Dogs a lot, and it worked very well. Um, I guess making it a whodunit, I wasn't, I don't know, like, it's... I like. Hateful Eight doesn't flow well to me. I like the concept of Hateful
0: Eight. I love the idea of a bottle movie. I love the idea of a whodunit. I love the idea of like a Rashomon story. I really like all of those things, but it. I just don't think it gelled as yeah, well as it. I don't or or they did a good flow. Or again, I think if it was any other movie, if it was any other filmmaker, you wouldn't have this discussion because it's still a really entertaining and incredibly well made movie. but it's it's tarantino
1: if this was directed by eli roth it'd be the best eli roth movie by far (laughs) that's not saying much i know i'm just i'm adding to your point damn it if i had to
0: eat a shit sandwich with mustard on it it would be better than eating a shit sandwich without mustard on it
1: (laughs) uh i hate i hate the shit sandwich argument but anyways listen um, eli roth sucks you know he's making a children's movie (laughs) god how the house with the clock in its walls that's eli that's roth. eli roth that's eli fucking roth i don't understand either yeah uh so again my movie friend is
0: coming out in the same
1: year that he, he he released death wish no death wish was last year that no was death death wish like earlier this year that was this year that wow. was so March. Yeah, that's funny yeah so yeah the, eli just roth. like
0: again don't want to make our justify itself but how in god's name can you make a death wish movie in the year of our Lord 2018 yeah like it's the most tone deaf thing i've ever seen
1: yeah but no regardless, he yeah did he's not know that houses of the clock is well yeah i didn't either like uh my friend nathan he brought it up and i was like that's eli roth i don't understand that's but,
0: fucking wild yeah
1: i don't yeah Anyways, oh, it was <laughs> written by
0: uh, it was Castle Cockles was written by Eric Kripke,
1: yeah,
0: uh, who was uh, the original showrunner Supernatural. And oh, he's done,
1: he, he's, great, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a good writer. Um, man, that's fucking wild. Also, that movie, <laughs> that movie, jump. uh, that movie, uh, topped the box office this weekend, it made 26 million.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, is this the Goosebumps sequel, which is also coming out Which later is this also year. coming
0: out this year. Yeah. Yeah, I so, thought the same thing.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, hooray for Jack Black, I guess, being your cool, supernatural, fuddy dunny uncle. Right. Because that's basically what he's adapted to.
0: Right. Um, uh, but anyways. yeah, like, so, what's yours?
1: Um, just, Be- just because you, yeah, just because you picked Django, I will go with Inglourious Bastard. Oh, did you it's also originally pick console. Django? It like it, it was it it's flopping like I don't think I really had a pick yet <laughs> this yeah. whole time um and and it's because you know but Inglorious Bastards was the one that really got to me um so when I first fun fun thing since we were talking about Eli Roth um when I first saw this movie because Heroes was big I thought that was Zachary Quinto <laughs> <laughs> I just I just did um I love the weird story that that. The Bear G was written specifically for Adam Sandler. Yep. That's such a strange story. Um, took me forever to realize that was Michael Fassbender in there. Uh, gets, that was like know, his reiterated. breakout. Yeah. Like that was the role that
0: made Michael Fassbender.
1: Yeah. it's And I, it took me forever to realize that was him.
0: Um, that movie's great at the Tarantino. Like it shows how good Tarantino is. Like it shows that Tarantino uh, studied Hitchcock a lot. Because that movie has very Hitchcockian scenes. Just these really that, yeah. long, tense, like the Especially opening scene, the bar scene, the yeah, bar the scene, scene, the bar scene, the scene yeah. with the strudel, like, <laughs> yeah, because that movie gets ridiculous.
1: It does. And like the whole um, Hugo Stimmer introduction, when, uh, like when Christoph Waltz murders the starlet, like, yeah, that's that's such a ludicrous scene. He's just but, choking her out,
0: but man like that movie like swings all over the place but it works like tonally it's so wild but yeah like like you have the scenes with the bastards that are that is ridiculous and that are hilarious but then you go into like the bar scene and like i can't like i have to remind myself to breathe because this is just like one of the most intense scenes i've ever seen
1: we're nobody so maybe this won't matter but the closest i ever got to like Sympathy for like one singular Nazi is the bear juice scene where he's like, You get that for killing Jews? and he goes, For bravery. I'm like, Whoa, this is real. This is suddenly a real war movie. And he beats yeah. the shit out of him. Like that like like that was just such a convincing line. Yeah. And the, and it's like, No, wait, he's a Nazi. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Oh he's yeah, Nazi. wait, I forgot. Nazi. <laughs> he's a Nazi. He's German he's a German Nazi. You know. Let's, but but like that was such a good fucking line. Like that yeah. was, like you didn't he didn't have to say anything. Yeah, and you know that may have been less morally daunting. Yeah, like I won't say it was gray, but it was just when he said it. And every time I've seen it, but, but definitely the first time I was like, whoa. It it's, it it Christ. shows like it shows like how even
0: when you're facing like the most despicable people, like they still believe that like they're doing yeah, the they right thing. They still
1: think yeah.
0: Yeah, Madness, even even when it's uh, obvious to everyone else.
1: Yeah, like that was such a great fucking scene. Yeah, that's probably that's probably my favorite scene in the movie is that whole thing. I
2: whole, can't from, I,
1: from when they catch him to the bear thing to get your get your stitchle licking finger and point where the you know, all that. Yeah,
0: for me, it's it's the bar scene. Like I, that bar scene is a masterpiece. That's very yeah,
1: like that is a yes. hard close second. Say
0: Auf Wiedersehen to your Nazi balls. <laughs> God. Uh, hey, Jesse.
1: Yes. What's your favorite
0: Martin Scorsese movie?
1: All right. So
0: I guarantee you will not be able to guess mine. Go um, on. Um,
1: it took me a minute because I had to toss up, and again, you know, depending on the day, I really yeah. like Gangs of New York. But you know what? I think Undisputed for me because it's the modern and it's everything that I think Scorsese loved, and I think he was so mad when it wasn't, like, his his, and he's like, i want to remake really it, and it's going to be mine. That's Departed. I think his best movie is The Departed.
0: Oh, it's definitely. Like, his best movie is Goodfellas. His second like, <laughs> as I was about to say, his best movie
1: is The Departed, I was just like, oh, wait, no, his best movie is Goodfellas. <laughs> like, but, Goodfellas yeah, no. is up there, but I love The like, Departed. And again, at, it has like, a lot to do with Leonardo, but... Like,
0: listen, I can watch... I, I'll watch The Departed over, over Goodfellas. Like, Departed is... yes. Amazing! Like, oh my god! Like, um, so to
1: you know, steal from Tarantino because we just talked about him. This is like the undisputed. You have to kill every single motherfucker. Not even just yep. in the room. Just you have to kill Everybody. every single motherfucker. Except Mark Everyone. Wahlberg. <laughs> Fucking Mark Wahlberg. God, I can't. I I can never remember like the YouTube video I watched. But um, somebody because I don't think Mikey did a Departed. Did he? I don't, I don't think, think he, he did. did. Um. I think it was the honest trailers where they were like, "What Mark Wahlberg teaching uh, tw- even twenty year old sailors how to cuss differently and new?" Because he just goes off the fucking rails. How's your mother? Day. Tired from fucking my father. <laughs> so, uh,
0: and I great. let me let me see. I'm curious now because I want to know who he lost that Oscar to. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yep. Mark uh, fucking Wahlberg. And that's close. He yeah. lost it to Alan Arkin for Little Miss Sunshine.
1: Oh, well, there you go.
0: Yeah. Honestly though, if I'm if I'm giving that award again, I give that award to Eddie Murphy and Dreamgirls.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, his like
0: He was nominated and redemption. he did because he released Norbit. Yeah. Like like 2 months before the Oscars, and they were just like we can't give this guy an Oscar, which is <laughs> which shows everything that's wrong with the Oscars. Yeah. Because he was, yeah, anyway. Is that really why? That's crazy. Well, like, that's kind of, like, the, the, the common a- acceptance, is that, the, like... The conspiracy he won the Golden, theory? Because he won the Golden Globe. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's then tough. he fla- He didn't get the Oscar, and a lot of people think it's because, like, he, he released Norbit, which was just awful, and they were just <laughs> like, all right, we can't. Right. But, yeah, like, I, The Departed is so good. Oh, my I
1: God. I actually saw it around the time it was released. So me too. So that would have made me like 13, 14. And I was just, I remember I'd never seen anything like it. I was like, geez, what is this? Like, when dude, when Leo died, I didn't know how to feel. Like, I wasn't angry, but I was just like, whoa, whoa. And then, what, I think the year after this was No Country for Old Men. This is when I realized, like, film could not give a shit about its rules sometimes. Like filmmaking could just like break all its concepts because like, yeah, I don't know, being exposed in my teenage years from this to no country, it's like there all rules can be made to be yep. broken every single the, one.:
0: the The next Academy Awards are so interesting because uh, but like there are two movies uh, nominated for for Best Picture that year, that were kind of like standard, which were Atonement and Michael Clayton. Mm-hmm. But the other three were Juno, There Will Be Blood, No Country for Old Men. Those are not traditional Best Picture nominees.
1: Right. No,
0: right, right, right. But yeah, honestly, though, like I feel like The Departed... Like, it deserved Best Picture that year, I think. But it was very much like they were making up for, for lost time with Scorsese. Like, they gave him that director and that Best Picture award that year... Yeah. Mostly because they were just like we really fucked up not doing this before. Yeah, not to take anything away from the Departed because it earned it, but like it was uh, like a it foregone was about
1: fucking time.
0: It was a foregone conclusion going into um, that movie.
1: And again, this is just me about epitome. This may be like, like yeah, I, I would say like his undisputed movie is most likely, undoubtedly, Goodfellas. It's what it is. Yeah, but I think the most Scorsese movie might be the Departed. Like I, it is, all I the think things. the
0: most Scorsese movie. I think you can make a good argument for Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe. I, yeah. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street is a crime movie in a different way. <laughs> yes, this is true. But I think Wolf of he Wall Street He also gets is, that
1: comedy in there, and yeah, stuff, Wolf of so.
0: Wall Street I think is so Scorsese. I think. Yeah. I fucking love Wolf of Wall Street. God damn, that's such a good movie. What's
1: What's your pick? It Departed or
0: no? Okay, actually. What's your pick? So my pick for Martin Scorsese's best movie is one that doesn't get talked about a lot is one that I think is his most personal, the most personal movie he's ever made.
1: Oh, uh, see, I still haven't seen that.
0: By a mile. My yeah. favorite Martin Scorsese movie is Hugo. Yeah. I still need to see it. My dad I, like,
1: loves that fucking movie. Hugo
0: is like, again, I, I don't think it's, it's not better than Wolf of Wall Street or the departed, or goodfellas but man it's the most it's, different isn't it it's super different and it's like it's one of my favorite things is Just like he uh he um like wanted like he he got the green light to adapt this children's book and instead of adapting the children's book he made like a movie about his love with film like because yeah. <laughs> that movie is about the like origins of film. Because like Ben Kingsley in it plays George Millier, who is like one of the fathers of film. You know the short film of like the the rocket launching and going into the moon? That's George Millier. Right, right, yep. Um and it's about like I think Mikey did an episode of Hugo about Hugo. Um
1: yeah I still haven't watched it because it is a Hugo. I need to watch Hugo.
0: Hugo is also a gorgeous movie yeah it, it
1: looks is so interesting I it just, is beautiful the real reason i haven't seen it yet is just i haven't found it in time to watch it yeah like, like it hasn't been around for me to to grab it to to recognize oh yeah i need to watch this kind
0: yeah of. like it's it's fucking it's gorgeous it is
1: honestly at the time
0: it was the i was i'm totally fine with the now thrown to the wayside fad of 3d and movies because Hugo in 3D was fucking incredible. It looked stunning. It was a breathtaking movie in 3D.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it is it is unlike anything Scorsese ever made. It is like the kid in Hugo is basically him. Like it is him it it is him telling his story of him learning like a discovering film and his love of film.
1: Spoilers, no nah, I'm
0: kidding. Like it kidding. is not it is not about like, cause like it's, hasn't hardly anything to do with the book. Hugo, uh, it's so Sasha Baron Cohen is in it and, and he's great in it. Like it's, it's, I, I, am always a sucker for when Sasha Baron Cohen, like actually acts.
1: Yeah. that's the to say Like, don't <laughs> get me he's wrong. An actor? I,
0: I love what Sasha Baron Cohen does. I think it's incredible. Uh, but like when he just like acts, acts, it's so good. He's great in this movie. You know, he's great in fucking like Talladega nights, uh,
1: he was—he was almost, almost, Freddie almost Mercury.
0: Freddie Mercury until yep. the rest of the members of Queen got their hands on that movie, and he was just like, "Actually, fuck this." Do you ah. know? Do you know why he left? No, so, I didn't know he
1: was picked. I thought he got picked. I thought Rami Malik was picked over him.
0: No, he was cat. He was producing that movie. He was like spearheading that movie. Oh. And so they're like, but like you know, so he's writing. They're writing the movie and everything. And so the band is, like the, like, the rest of the people in Queen are, like, all right, so, yeah, so, you know, basically, so Freddie Mercury, so Freddie dies at the end of the second act, and the third act is about where we went, and is about Queen, like, the story, like, because this movie's about the story of Queen, and he's, like, no, no one gives a fuck about you. Like, uh-huh. this, mo- we, this movie needs to be the story of Freddie Mercury, but they wanted it to be the story of the band Queen, and so he was just like, no, I'm not going to make that movie. Cause like, that's not, that's not the movie people like, that's not the movie anyone wants to make except you. And so that's why he left. Like he was in that that's movie. That's
1: the movie that got made.
0: I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. No one cares about you guys.
0: Right. Especially uh, the so, guitarist.
1: You know, he's, he's kind of a dick. He, he calls, he still calls them my songs kind of thing. He also he still acts like, like he's the. Honestly, I would watch
0: a movie about Brian May cuz Brian May's fascinating cuz that mother was like a PhD in like astrophysics. Um yeah. but like but yeah, like it's it's the weirdest thing because he yeah, he was he was like they were about to start shooting. And uh, I didn't realize
1: that I thought Rami Malek got picked over.
0: No. Uh Let me see. Who ended up I, I also there's other issues with that movie. Did you hear about the production of that movie?
1: Oh. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Brian like, Singer was Brian, on it. Like Brian Singer. I don't and they know, took him off just, after he got accused of stuff and he got no. crazy and stuff. Yeah, like
0: Brian Singer upset he couldn't diddle kids anymore. Um Yeah, basically. Uh and then he like but that was wasn't why they took him off because you know this was this went into uh production before, you know, we as a culture started caring like started actually like, you know, holding people responsible for that thing. Um and uh but like he just had breakdowns on set. Yeah. Like he he wouldn't show up. He, like, he, he, like, wouldn't come to set. He was like, he, it, honestly, it was like, uh, kind of reminded me of what I heard about Josh Trank in the filming of the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll see. Um, but yeah, like, it's, back to Hugo. Hugo is, can, watch Hugo. Everybody watch Hugo. Like, watch Hugo with, like, understanding that, like, this is, this is um, Martin Scorsese, like, bearing his soul. That's what this movie is. Uh, this is him, like, it's the most personal thing he's ever made. It yeah. is fascinating. And it's just really, really entertaining.
1: I really need to see it.
0: Like, it's incredibly entertaining. It's just a fun movie to watch. Like, watch it with a kid. Like...
1: Just take a child from the street yeah. and we'll watch Hugo. <laughs>
0: because, like, it is it's this great movie if you know like the story of film and martin scorsese but like or like watch it with like a like a child mind or something you know what i mean like watch it like from the point of
1: view as a kid because it's it's That's i, I gonna can't be Im- easy for me because i'm super gullible true and, and uh, very and like very sensitive about how people think of me <laughs> like
0: i can't imagine like if i was like T- ten and watch this because like it's it's breathtaking, it looks incredible, and like it's this like fun adventure on top of being this masterpiece. it's God, it's so good, it is so good. everybody watch Hugo, everybody watch Hugo, so I think that's about it any any yep. uh any uh honorable mentions
1: um some... oh, oh overall,
0: um yeah, anything else you want to touch on <laughs> before we head out for the day?
1: I don't think so, like. Yeah, we kind of through talked about what they had.
0: It's still early,
1: um, right? Um, I had, man, I swear I thought I had something else, but um, next week is our big wrestling thing. Yes, our, yeah. Next uh, week, uh, next week so, we're gonna be back
0: with our big wrestling episode. So we'll see you all. So we'll see all y'all in two weeks. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, we'll be covering uh all in the first, I guess, four episodes of May Young Classic, because the fourth one yeah He'll be out by that nXt time. um yeah, just the nXT stuff going yeah, on yeah yeah Hell Hell cell. Cell.
0: yeah all and, that and um, the upcoming super showdown I
1: th- yeah, and I think I want to gush about Pentagon jr for like ten minutes yeah that um just
0: so here's here's a bit of a tease tonight. before we head out uh yeah. hey hey jesse have you yeah. have you seen who uh Champa's
1: next feud is going to be with um no
0: do you want to know you do yes. you, you want it velveteen dream
1: fucking fucking they just turned they fucking they just they just fucking turned velveteen face are you shitting me
0: like well here's the thing though oh velveteen my dream god that's
1: is, so fucking good
0: <clears throat> velveteen dream dreams one of those characters that just like he's face or heel depending on who he's facing like Absolutely. He, he could go either way but right, it's like, like, like yeah
1: oh my yep. god yep. there's so many things yep so many things also, he's gonna um, go wear like a fucking DIY shirt out like half the time, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. God. And
0: let me double check something really quick. Mm-hmm. There's also going to be uh, a triple threat match: Ricochet, Pete Dunne, Adam Cole.
1: Yes, I.
0: For I- the for the North American Championship.
1: Yeah. I assume that's going to be on NXT, right? Because yes. like, fucking War Games. That's yeah, no, the- that,
0: that yeah, that yeah. is that's already been filmed. That match has already been filmed.
1: Gotcha. Oh, okay, because they had their taping a few days ago. Right, yeah, right. that's on like um, one of the best matches, and I's you know anyone who hears with this and they know enough about wrestling can presume the finish. Um, uh, Pete Dunne versus Ricochet uh, for the NXT so good. title so good fucking great or er, title for title the yeah. uh, north american I, and the, the was UK. it title for title or was yes. it just champion versus champion no it was title for title they're okay. both on the line i couldn't remember um, yeah but yeah so we will that was fucking fantastic yeah
0: so good we will get more we'll get more to that uh, uh next follow week us,
1: follow us uh, yeah follow us on yeah with, uh, listen you don't social media you're not
0: allowed to do this you don't know how to do i'm trying media. to get better you
1: dick i can't get better if you won't let me that's listen
0: you gotta you gotta walk you gotta walk for you crawl uh,
1: run and drop kick you
0: you can you can find me at na davis 47 on twitter you can find us at consumerism on twitter with the one for the i uh you can find our other show on twitter at pastamania pod uh we'll get to posting some stuff on that pretty soon uh yeah. you can find us every sunday or you can find uh jesse i don't know out in the corner trying to find his asshole with a flashlight right. and a map because he doesn't know how to use twitter um uh i know how i'm just we're very we're out we're out every sunday our other show passed to manny our wrestler shows out a wrestling show is out every other wednesday we'll have another one of those this coming wednesday we'll be covering hard justice 2008 we are nearing the end of samoa joe's title reign we'll be going on Jesus. to something new after that Oof. yeah i still need to it's, finish hard justice i've had a uh, very busy week man it's starting um, to
1: weigh hey, <laughs> this, this whole thing's starting to weigh on me I, didn't, All right. I, I did
0: not mean to i didn't mean to kill you Uh, so we will be back we'll be back next week with a probably not three hours long wrestling show because we don't have two months worth of uh, Japan to talk about we'll see (laughs) you guys later thank you Jesse I'm Adam we'll see you guys next week